friends, this isn't exactly timeless leadership, but it's something to bring a little joy to your week. We've had an off week this week without a guest on Timeless Leadership, so I took a little bit of a pause. And every Friday, I am holding a live Twitter Spaces where we talk about gratitude, things that we're thankful for in our lives in general or just over the past week. Perhaps some of the things that brought us joy, some of the things that made us smile, some of the things that made us forget the stressors that seem to be dotting our lives every time we open a laptop, glance at our phone, or read the news. So with that, I wanted to bring you one of the items I shared with the Twitter space this week. It's an obituary. Now normally, I know what you're thinking, obituaries are not a thing to bring joy although we should be grateful that we have them because we can remember those that we care about in this way. And in this case, the obituary was about one Rene Mandel Corin. El Paso, Texas. A plus-size Jewish lady redneck died in El Paso on Saturday. Of itself hardly news, or good news if you're the type that subscribes to the notion that anybody not named you Dying in El Paso, Texas, is good news. In which case, have I got news for you. The body, fertile, red-headed matriarch of a sprawling Jewish-Mexican redneck American family has kicked it. This was not good news to Rene Mandel Corin's many surviving children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren, many of whom she even knew and, in her own way, loved. There will be much mourning and the many glamorous locales she went bankrupt in. McKeesport, Pennsylvania, Renee's birthplace, where she first fell in love with ham and atheism. Fayetteville and Kill Devil Hills, North Carolina, where Renee's dreams, credit rating, and marriage are all buried. And, of course, Miami, Florida, where Renee's parents, uncles, aunts, and eternal hopes of all Miami Dolphins fans everywhere are all buried pretty deep. Renee was preceded in death by Don Shula. Because she was my mother, the death of zaftig good-time gal Renee Corin at the impossible old age of 84 is newsworthy to me, and I treat it with the same respect and reverence she had for, well, nothing. A more disrespectful, trash-reading, talking, and watching woman in North Carolina, Florida, or Texas was not to be found. Hers was an itinerant, much-lived life. A Yankee, Florida, liberal, Jewish tough gal who bowled him in Japan, rolled him in North Carolina, and was a singularly unique parent. Often frustrated by the stifling, conservative culture of the South, Renee turned her voracious mind to the home front, becoming a model stay-at-home parent, a supermom, Really, just the perfect PTA lady, volunteer, amateur baker, and (laughs) just kidding, y'all. Renee, rosy to her friends, and this was a broad who never met a stranger, worked double shifts with Doreen, ate a ton of carbs with Bernie, and could occasionally be stirred to stew some stuffed cabbage for the kids. She played cards like a shark, bowled and played cribbage like a pro, and laughed with the boys until the wee hours 
long after the last pin dropped. At one point in the 1980s, Renee was the 11th or 12th ranked woman in cribbage in America. And while that could be a lie, it sounds great in print. She also told us she came up with a name for Sunoco, and I choose to believe this too. Yes, Renee lied a lot. But on the plus side, Renee didn't cook, she didn't clean, and she was lousy with money too. Here's what Renee was great at. Dyeing her red roots, weekly manicures, dirty jokes, peer fishing, rolling joints, and buying dirty magazines. She said she read them for the articles, but filthy free speech was really Renee's thing. Hers was a bawdy, rowdy, life-lived large, broke, and loud. We thought Renee could not be killed. God knows people tried. A lot. Renee has been toying with death for decades, but always beating it and running off in her silver Chevy Nova. COVID couldn't kill Renee. Neither could pneumonia, twice. Infections, blood clots, bad feet, breast cancer, twice. Two mastectomies, two recessions, multiple bankruptcies, marriage to a philandering sergeant major, divorce in the 70s, six kids, one cesarean, a few abortions from the quietly famous abortionists of Spring Lake, North Carolina, or an affair with Larry King in the 1960s. Renee was preceded in death by her ex-boyfriend, Larry King. Renee was also sadly preceded in death by her beloved daughter, Kathy Sue Corin Lester Trammell Webster of Kill Devil Hills, North Carolina, who herself was preceded in death by two marriages, a FUD shop, and one eyeball lost in a near-fatal Pepsi bottle incident that will absolutely be explored in future obituaries. Losing her one-eyed badass daughter in 2007 devastated Renee, but it also made her quite homeless, since Kathy pretty much picked up the tab. A talented and gregarious grifter, Renee M. Corrin, eked out her final years of luxury. She literally retired at 62, under the care, compassion, checking accounts, and evidently unlimited patience of her favorite son and daughter-in-law, Michael and Lourdes Corrin, of world-famous cow sanctuary, El Paso, Texas. Renee is also survived by her son, Jeffrey Corrin, and his endlessly tolerant wife, Shirley, of Powell's Point, North Carolina, Scott Corrin, and what's left of his colon, of Hampton, Virginia, Mark and Laura Corrin, the loveliest dirt farmers of Vernon, Texas, seriously, where is that, and her favorite son, the gay one who writes catty obituaries in his spare time, Andy Corrin, of, obviously, New York City. Plus two beloved granddogs, Mia and Hudson. Renee was particularly close to and grateful for the lavish attentions of her granddaughter, Perla, and her great-grandchildren, Elijah and Leroy, as well as her constant cruise companions, Sam Trammell of Greenville, North Carolina, and Adam Corrin of El Paso, Texas. Renee took tremendous pride in making one gay son and two gay grandchildren, Sam Trammell and Adam Corrin. There will be a very disrespectful and totally non-denominational memorial on May 10th, 2022, most likely at the bowling alley in Fayetteville, North Carolina. The family requests absolutely zero privacy or propriety, none whatsoever, and in fact encourages you to spend some government money today on a one-armed bandit, at the blackjack table, or on a cheap cruise to find our inheritance. She spent it all, folks. 
she left me nothing but these lousy memories, which I and my family of five brothers and my sister-in-laws, nephews, friends, nieces, neighbors, ex-boyfriends, Larry King's children, who I guess I might be one of, the total strangers who all, to a person, loved and will cherish her forever. Please think of the brightly frocked, frivolous, funny, and smart Jewish redhead who is about to grift you, tell a filthy joke, and for Larry's king's sake, laugh. Bye, Mommy. We loved you to bits. Friends, if you enjoyed this, please tune in to Timeless Leadership each week here on the podcast player of your choice, where we look at timeless and principled leadership whenever and wherever you find it. I'm Scott Monty. Until next time, may you dream more, learn more, do more, and become more, for you are a leader. <laughs>